Hey, my name is Greg Standard. I want to welcome you to Day by Day. Today, May 4th, 2020. Happy Monday, uh, if there is such a thing. May the 4th be with you for all you Star Wars fans. I'm sure that with all this time on uh, some of your hands today that there might be many a Star Wars marathons going on today. Um, But if you have a moment, I want to look at a passage in Matthew 18 today that has blessed me a ton as I've read through it this week, and I hope it blesses you in the same way. So I'll start out in Matthew 18, verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a small child and had them stand among them. And he says, Truly I tell you, unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It's verses like this that make me really appreciate the disciples. Growing up in church, it's easy to get this view of the disciples of these as these like ultra-spiritual leaders of the faith. But when you begin to read the New Testament and see some of the questions they ask, you realize pretty quick that they're just as human as the rest of us, and sometimes they just don't get it. Verse 1 is one of those questions where, it, you know, as you kind of read it and you study it, you begin to see why it's a question that they probably should have known. But a really good example of this is in Matthew chapter 16. Right after Jesus performs this miracle that many have heard about where he feeds 5,000 people, uh, 5,000 men, possibly upwards to 15, 20,000 women and children who were there as well. Um, he feeds this large crowd with just a few pieces of, of bread and fish. And right after that, they get to their next destination and the disciples start having this conversation and start worrying because they did not pack enough bread for their trip. They just watched Jesus feed thousands of people with just a few pieces of bread, and now they are worried because they did not pack enough bread for their journey to feed 12 of them. Like, and they're back to back in the stories. And so as you're reading this, I'm like, man, how could you not get it? Like, you just saw Jesus do this amazing thing. And it's questions like these that remind you quickly that they are human. And verse 1, if you guys didn't catch it, they ask another one of these questions. In verse 1, they say, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So if the disciples are coming to Jesus with this question, they were talking about it beforehand. And many scholars believe that the conversation they had revolved around just that, arguing amongst themselves of who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And if you've read Matthew up to this point, you'll realize that that is not the right question to be asking. Jesus is going town to town. And what's amazing is, you begin to see quickly that he has a different value system than the world does. Whereas the world values those that are greatest by, do they have a large following? Do they have power, influence, money? You name it. Jesus values those that are weak, that are needy, that are considered sinners, the outcast of society. Jesus goes around living out this upside-down value system compared to how the rest of the world lives. And so for his disciples to go around and watch him for years after years kind of live out this upside-down value system, when they ask this question, you kind of start shaking your head like, oh man, like, you should probably know this. Like, it's not the greatest, you know, you you should understand this by now. But Jesus, much more lovingly than, than I would have, gives this great illustration by bringing a child in their midst. And he says, in order for you... To enter in the kingdom of heaven, you must become like this child. In order for you to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must become like this child. And this is a a verse that many of us have probably heard in our walks, and it's easy to gloss over if you've heard it a ton of times, but I 
I would encourage you to stop and let your mind go down that thought process of what it means to be like a child, of what Jesus is truly getting at when he says this. Having a son has helped me remember it, uh, but if you don't have any children, try to take yourself back to when you were a child yourself and to think about a child. A child is dependent on their parent for their, their needs. They cannot get out, go out and scavenge for food. They're not cooking. They're not going to the grocery store. A child is dependent on their parents for their needs. Not only that, their security. They're, you know, Without a parent, a child would surely die without somebody watching over them and guiding them. They need their parent for teaching. Without a parent or a figure in their life teaching them, they're not just going to learn these things on their own. They need somebody coming alongside of them and teaching them. But a child, even in all of these things, is dependent on that. The child is not capable of doing it on their own, and so they're reliant and dependent on their parental figure to do that for them. A child is not concerned with the things that we are concerned about. You know, they're not wondering and following the TV to wonder what the, you know, the latest political scandal is. They are not reading the newspaper every single day to see where we're at. Is World War III going to happen? Where's the pandemic coming from? Whatever it may be, they're not concerned with that. They're not concerned with social order. Uh, they just love. I dropped my son off at daycare, and he has about 12 other kids that are there with him. And he doesn't, it doesn't matter where they're from. He's not asking them what economic background. He's not looking at the color of their skin. He's not doing any of those things. He's just playing with them because he's just, he's just excited to be around them. He just loves them. He loves these other children. And the more you let your mind go down this path of thinking about children, the more I think this illustration becomes that much more powerful. Jesus gives this powerful demonstration to remind us that in the kingdom of heaven, those that are greatest or consider themselves the greatest are actually the ones that are not the greatest. And in verse 4, he says, Whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He reminds his disciples once more that the kingdom of God operates on a completely different value system than the world does. And that in order for us to be great in the kingdom of God, we must do exactly what is against our human nature and humble ourselves, becoming like a child being born again as a child into the kingdom of heaven. And just going down this thought experiment and letting yourself do it is incredible. And so in closing, what I want to do is I just want to take a moment to pray and to pray for the Lord to keep us as a child, to keep us to and help us to avoid that temptation of becoming great on our own and wise in our own eyes, but remembering that Jesus has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise and the weak things to oppose the strong. He does not call us to go out and just try to make a name for ourselves, to gather influence and power, to become great in our own eyes. But he calls us to humble ourselves, becoming like children. And so, Lord, I pray that you would do so, that you would keep us as a child. Help us to be dependent on you, Father, as a child is dependent on their parent for their needs, for their guidance, for their teaching. That, Lord Jesus, that we would take a time today to think about what that means for us to live as children and to truly let your word sink into our hearts. And it's in Jesus' great name we pray. Amen.